NPR. This is the indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods, and we have a little Valentine's Day poem for you. Roses are red, violets are blue. This is the indicator, and we have a quiz for you. That's right. Our quiz show features questions on economic principles that we've covered on previous episodes. Everyone can play along, but only one lucky person can play the quiz with us. So let's meet our contestant. Hi, I'm Andrew Alha, and I'm an economics teacher from Petaluma, California. Welcome, Andrew. So good to have you. Thank you, Darian. All right. So to start off, we're going to ask you some questions pertaining to the defense industry. How do you think you're going to do? Well, I hope I do well because my students may roast me if I don't. Very high stakes. Okay, well, stick with us. We're going to be back right after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. This spring, cleaning up your wireless bill is easy thanks to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com indicator. $45 upfront payment required for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. Discover Babson College's Master of Science in Management in Entrepreneurial Leadership Program, an intensive nine-month journey that equips recent college graduates with practical skills for today's dynamic business landscape. Tackle real-world challenges and emerge with a problem-solving mindset. Whether you choose to start your own business or innovate within a corporation, a master's from Babson will help launch your career forward. Apply today at babson.edu msleader. It is the Indicator Quiz, and we have our contestant, Andrew. Hello again. Hello. In our recent three-part series on the defense industry, we described how the U.S. and Europe are struggling to keep Ukraine supplied with artillery shells in its fight against Russia. And some are blaming that on a manufacturing philosophy known as what? This one's multi-choice. So fill-to-order manufacturing, just-in-time manufacturing, par-baked manufacturing, or DIY manufacturing. Uh, I remember this episode. I believe it was just in time manufacturing. Correct. Nice start. This was a production method pioneered by Toyota and later adopted by the defense industry to increase efficiency and quality. And our experts said that a big focus on short-term efficiency has meant that suppliers are struggling to scale up for things like the 155 artillery shells used in war. Oh, I remember that they're doing some more production overseas, but still falling short of the needs within Ukraine. Exactly. Okay, next question. What term is used to describe the economic benefit of a decrease in defense spending and reinvestment in domestic priorities? This one's also multi-choice. So we have... Military deindustrial complex, domestic allocation bonus, peace dividend, or peacetime payout? I believe the answer was peace dividends. The answer is peace dividend. Correct. You're doing well. In a recent episode, we explored the conditions necessary for economic peacetime conversion, which has been difficult to achieve politically. One exception was at the end of the Cold War, when defense budgets were reduced during President Bill Clinton's administration, and some of that money was reinvested in domestic spending. Sadly, it seems like we might be moving towards more war spending. Well, we will pivot now to crypto. 
Last month, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission approved the cryptocurrency Bitcoin to be sold and traded as what kind of security? ABS, IPO, ETN, or ETF? I believe the SEC allowed for it to be sold as an ETF. Correct again. Fantastic. All right, so this one is a spot Bitcoin ETF, and ETF stands for Exchange Traded Fund. These are types of financial products that allow investors to buy baskets of securities like stock indexes, as well as harder to store assets like cryptocurrency. And now we're going to take a small break to get to know you a little bit more. So, Andrew, tell us what you do in California. Yeah, I'm a teacher at a public high school. I teach AP economics, college prep economics, and world history. And outside of school, love mixology, cocktails for, you know, friends and family. Mixology. I think that's fascinating. But what is your favorite economic principle to teach? One that I really enjoy is the Pearl Exchange, which is a demand and supply activity that we do. And I love it because we learn the theory of what should happen with demand changes and supply changes. And this is a hands-on activity where students are buyers and sellers and they can see in practice, what we learn about in theory. And I'm guessing you use real pearls? Well, you know, on a teacher's salary, I I opt for marbles, but the point still gets made. Fair enough. Okay, mixology. uh, What's your Valentine's cocktail recommendation? Uh, You know, a recent cocktail I made is the clarified paper plane. A clarified paper plane. Okay, tell more. And it's, uh, it's an equal parts cocktail of lemon juice, Amaro Nonino, bourbon, and Aperol. And the clarification is to curdle it with milk and then filter that out. And I think it would be great for Valentine's Day because you're putting that extra time and effort. And also it's... It's it's a smooth a smooth beverage. It, it mellows it, so it signals that you care. Absolutely. And now it is time to get back to our game. True or false? One fifth of the world's oil passes through the Strait of Hormuz, connecting the Persian Gulf to the Gulf of Oman. Ooh, I I think I'll say true for this. It is true. The Narrow Strait is considered the most strategic oil choke point in the world. And attacks by Houthi rebels on cargo ships in the Red Sea have raised concerns over how disruptive a wider conflict could be for the global oil industry. And the next question is on the subject of tensions in the Red Sea. We reported on a special type of coverage cargo ships can acquire to cover acts of war and piracy. What is the coverage called? And this one's also multi-choice. We've got war risk insurance, pirate protection policy, maritime allowance, or loot and booty warranty. Oh, I remember this episode. I want to say it's the wartime protection coverage, the first option. First one, war risk insurance. War risk insurance. That's right. (laughs) What clued you on to think it wasn't loot and booty warranty? Well, you know, I know that pirate's booty is a popular snack, but I don't think insurance coverage. Fair enough. So war risk insurance is correct. After the Houthi rebels started attacking commercial ships in the Red Sea last year, war risk insurance for the Red Sea rose from about 
0.02% to 0.7%. And since then, it's risen to 1%, potentially adding millions in costs for shipping companies. We're now on to our final question. We go from tensions on the high seas to the battle being waged on grocery shelves here at home. Big brands like Coca-Cola and General Mills have traditionally paid grocery stores extra fees for prime shelf space and to keep their competitors off. Some retailers are now foregoing these fees to allow smaller brands to be featured. What are these fees called? Shelving fees? Slotting fees? Shelf squatting? Or Bigfoot toll? Ooh, I think I'll go shelving fees. Oh, it, it, it had to happen. I'm sorry, that was incorrect. The correct answer is slotting fees. Slotting fees. Ah, got me. It happens. It happens. We recently had Dan Pashman from the Sporkful Food Podcast on to explain why more grocery stores are giving up slotting fees. Retailers are letting more niche brands like the soda company Olipop have prime shelf space to attract a higher spending customer. But Andrew, you got five out of six correct. You win. Fantastic. How does it feel to win? Feels good. I mean, that sixth one may haunt me, but that's okay. How will your students react? You know, hopefully uh, I, I pass muster with them. Hopefully five or six is good. Well done. And for playing, we are going to send you a pair of NPR socks. Thank you. It was fantastic. I loved being on the show. Are you interested in being a contestant on our next Indicator quiz? Email your name, city, and phone number to indicator at npr.org and put Indicator Quiz in the subject line. That's indicator at npr.org. This episode of The Indicator was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Patrick Murray. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Kate Cannon is the show's editor, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. When you're carrying around a lot of stress, therapy is a safe space to get it off your chest. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try at betterhelp.com NPR to get 10% off your first month.